This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. Right before he died, William Branham made his final stand, setting himself up to be a cult leader. In a sermon that's entitled, Leadership, Branham gave the people a choice, follow him or die. He spoke against those who thought that they had the Holy Spirit in their hearts, and even those who did have the Holy Spirit in their hearts, because they did not believe him, William Branham, to be the final messenger. One of the worst heresies in the entire history of his sermons is in this single sermon leadership. He says, many of you think I've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to heaven. That don't mean one thing if you're going to heaven, no sir. You can have the baptism of the Holy Ghost every hour in your life and still be lost and go to hell. The Bible says so, Uh uh-huh, that's exactly right. Later in the same sermon, he says this, When your spirit's anointed, you can, it's the real, genuine Holy Ghost, and you could still be a devil. Now most of you who read your Bibles know that these statements are false. Most of you know that the Bible does not say what William Branham claims. He's adding to it. But looking back on the sermon, we find that this statement is setting up the choice that comes later in the sermon. Branham goes through examples in the Old Testament where some sort of exodus or catching away or destruction comes, describing how the great men of old were the last chance for the people. And they were for the most part. Those that did not follow Moses out of Egypt would have remained slaves. Those who did not enter the ark were taken by the great flood. But during the course of this sermon, Branham starts to give false examples. He claims that Enoch walked with God 500 years. This is a false teaching from the Gnostic book of Enoch. The true Bible says that Enoch was translated after 365 years. Branham lifts himself up on a pedestal 
comparing himself to these great men of old, and in each example given, he explains how the people who did not follow their great leader died, even though God was the true leader of those people. But, in the same sermon, he discounts the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. He discounts the Holy Spirit. Throughout his entire sermon, Branham never points to the Holy Spirit as our guide, as the Bible says. Every reference to leadership is placed on his own shoulders. John 14 says this, I, Jesus, will ask the Father, and he will send you another helper. This is a scripture that most oneness people avoid because it breaks their entire theology. I, Jesus, will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you, yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. Now let me read that again, because you've heard that verse a different way from William Branham, when he, when he changed the words. Because I live, you also will live. A little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. This is the very verse that William Branham added to, to prom promote his oneness theology. When William Branham quoted this verse, he always added the words, even in you. When Jesus said, I will be with you, and the Bible says that the Holy Spirit and the Helper is within us, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. But at the same time, it's the Holy Spirit that guides us. The Holy Spirit is our leader, not William Branham or other cult leaders like him. He goes through all of the choices of life in this sermon, telling how God made us free moral agents. To choose as we please, but then at the end he describes how the wrong choice is life or death, and in the example he gives many times that is correct. But in the closing arguments of this sermon he gives the people a choice. William Branham says, What do you look like? What are you following? What have we done? You must choose your leader. Choose today. Choose life or death. Your choice will determine your eternal destination. What you choose. Remember, Jesus said, follow me, and you're invited tonight to do so. But in this tangled web of deceit that is the theology that he calls the message, this cult is the only way, and people still teach that today. It raises red flags whenever Jesus said that he is, want, he is willful that all be saved, and we are supposed to go out and help the lost. But William Branham wanted to be our Moses. He wanted to be the one that would lead the people out. He did not care if he had to add to the scriptures or twist the scriptures to do it. 
He did not care if he had to choose Gnostic scrolls like the Book of Enoch to do it. He did not even care if he had to deny the Holy Spirit to do it. And he did. In his mind, there was one true power and he had harnessed it. This reminds me of Jeremiah 28, the story of Hananiah. Jeremiah says, In the same year, at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fifth month of the fourth year, Hananiah, son of Azur, the prophet from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and all the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, God of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years I will bring back this place and all the vessels of the Lord's house, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jochim, king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord. For I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Now can't you just hear Hananiah now? In two more years, it will be 1977, and we'll all be going home. And God had already spoke through Jeremiah even in the previous chapter, even in the same year, saying that King Nebuchadnezzar was appointed owner of all the land for three generations. God does not contradict himself. Then Jeremiah spoke to Hananiah the prophet in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord, and the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. Now this is the prophet Jeremiah who also prophesied that King Nebuchadnezzar would reign. He says, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord make the words that you have pro prophesied come true and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all of the exiles. Yet hear this now, the word that I speak in your hearing and the hearing of all these people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes to pass, it will be known that the Lord has truly sent his prophet. Now think of this. This is the prophet Jeremiah, God's servant, and he was fooled by this false prophet. Hananiah. He was also looking for the peace that would come, and he thought that God was speaking through Hananiah. Even more strange is that Jeremiah 27, the previous chapter, tells us how God put yokes on their necks as a reminder that Nebuchadnezzar would reign as king, along with his son and his grandson. The false prophet was so convincing to Jeremiah that they even forgot the reason they had these big yokes on their necks. But then the prophet Hananiah took the yoke bars from the neck of Jeremiah the prophet and broke them. Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within two years. But Jeremiah the prophet went his way. 
Now this false prophet, Hananiah, stood before Jeremiah, the very man that God spoke through about the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, the one who placed the yoke on his neck to remind them as a symbol of what Nebuchadnezzar would have for the next three generations. And this false prophet removed the neck off the yoke off of the neck of Jeremiah. And he prophesied that two years later, not even enough time for a grandson to rule, God was going to break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar that bound the people to his kingdom. God was not pleased. Sometime after the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke bars off of the neck of Jeremiah the prophet, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Go tell Hananiah, thus saith the Lord, You have broken the wooden bars, but you have made in their place bars of iron. Things were getting worse. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, God of Israel, I have put on the neck of all these nations an iron yoke to serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they will serve him, for I have given to him even the beasts of the field. Jeremiah, instructed by God, rebuked Hananiah. Hananiah was speaking on his own behalf. It was not God speaking through him. No doubt he was a prophet and he had prophecy, but he was not a prophet of God. And Jeremiah the prophet said to Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you. He is basically telling him, You are not a prophet of God. The Lord has not sent you, and you have made this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have uttered rebellion against the Lord. Jeremiah had been fooled, just as the thousands are fooled by William Branham's false prophecy. Jeremiah thought that this was the word of the Lord, just like the people thought that the word of William Branham came from God. But Hananiah had made the people to believe in a lie, and his rebellion was not against the people, his rebellion was against God. In the same year, in the seventh month, the prophet Hananiah died, is how the chapter ends. Christians, ask yourselves, when you see William Branham adding to the Word of God, when the Bible says that whosoever adds to or takes away from this book, his part will be taken from the book of life. Why do you still follow him? When you see his prophecies unraveling, each one presumptuous speaking on every account, why do you still follow a false prophet? When you see his many doctrines not lining up with the Word of God, when we should have no doctrine but Christ, why do you listen to the false teaching? When you see him rebelling against God, denying the Holy Spirit that was sent to God's children, and you watch him die the very same month that he does this, what more does it take for you to wake up? What more does it take for you to follow Christ? Who is your leader? Is your leader this false prophet? Or is your leader God? Is your leader the Holy Spirit, the one who is leading us? Which Jesus do you follow? 
Do you follow the one that William Branham taught that died on the cross as just a man? Or do you follow the great creator of the heavens and the earth who stands as our interceder before the Father and who sent the Holy Spirit in our hearts to be our leader? Like Branham said, it is a choice. But it's not a choice between you and man. It is a choice between you and God. Choose ye this day whom you will serve.